0: Welcome to InZone Wives with Shauna and Jen.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to InZone Wives with Shauna and Jen. This is Jen. Shauna, say hi. Hello, everyone. We are so excited to be here again. We say that every time, but we really truly are because this is a surreal opportunity for us to be able to do this. So um, before we get started on today's episode, we do want to give shout outs to people who have really um, been helpful in promoting our podcast. I'd like to shout out to Ty Taylor. He is a coach at Pleasant Grove, and he has his own podcast called Keep Your Pads Down. Currently... It's on hiatus as he's in football season and does not have time to record as he is coaching, but he has been a big promoter of ours and I would like to thank him.
0: Yes. And for me and Jen, we just want to say thank you to everyone that has listened to the podcast that has, um, shared it with others. We have been loving the text messages, the DMs that you guys are sending us and just all the support from, you know, all of our coaches, wives and girlfriends and partners and our friends and family that have downloaded Endzone Wives. Just thank you. Thank you so much. Me and Jen always say it's just like such a surreal thing that... (laughs) We were able to, you know, just share this with everyone and that, um, and we're just so privileged to be the ones sharing, um, this lifestyle with everyone. So just thank you everyone for just showing so much love to us and we definitely appreciate it.
1: For sure. For sure. It's, it's, um, crazy to know that we're the ones talking and listening Mm -hmm. to ourselves sometimes if we listen to it, but. (laughs) Well, today we're going to talk about um, our realignment and reclassification that's going on in the state of Texas. So every two years, Texas reclassifies the schools. Sometimes schools move up, you know, they might go from 5A to 6A, they go down. And then after that, there's a realignment and schools are put in districts. Sometimes your district stays the same. Sometimes it changes. Realignment year is always a big deal it happens in february when everything's released and announced um and people anticipate that day people are on the computer coaches people just sit and like they want to find out where are we going to end up who's in our district where are we going to have to travel what other games am i going to have to schedule there's there's so much early in my coaching career 20 years ago the before websites <laughs> <laughs> but even when web the uh, UIL had their own website, their website used to crash on realignment day. And because wow. everyone's trying to get on and find out where they are, th- that doesn't happen anymore. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. We've come a long way since then. But yeah, it's a pretty big deal. So if we just look at Texas in general, there are 1,253 high schools in Texas. Okay. So if you divide that in half, there's over 600 games of football each week. Just it's just so States.
0: crazy to truly wrap your brain around that number. Yeah, with just the high schools and then
1: the games that are being played every single Friday. And that that's that only accounts for the UIL Based teams that doesn't account for the um, private schools, the charter schools, all those that play under a different platform. This is just Texas UIL based teams. Mm. So, yeah, Um, in 6A, there's 249 football teams. (laughs) Wow. And in 6A, the enrollment is 2,225 and up. Mm-hmm. And I know the first time I talked to you about this and I said, how big do you think the biggest school is and high school is in Texas? What was, I think you said maybe 3000 or something. Yes. I'm not, I'm trying to remember. You're like, oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and come to find out. And m- most people in Texas know yeah. that Allen high school is the biggest school in Texas, high school in Texas. Their enrollment is 7,102 people. Another moment where I'm just like trying to
0: wrap my head around that. That's a lot of kids. That's a lot of students. You would never know every single student that's in,
1: in the building ever. Right. That's impossible. Yeah. One of the ladies on our, um, in our coach's wife's group, her husband's on staff with our husbands. She went to Allen High School. And the, the night we went to dinner, she told us that her class of her graduating class was around a thousand. Yes. Obviously, it's grown since then because when you have 7,000 kids in the school, it's more than a thousand now. So, yeah, that's insane. Even the two schools right under that are over 5,000.
0: Like, I wonder how long their graduation time is. Like, if for you and I, you know we're kind of in the beginning middle but it's
1: just like when do you really show up for graduation you know? right especially if you're like a, a an r or a w or something yeah, yeah i can see that oh my goodness i can see that of course we have 5a they range from 1300 to about 2200 which is still a pretty big wide range you know yes um 4a is 545 to 1299 that's a big range. Yes. 1300 kids versus 500 kids. Now they do divide. Um, They have division one schools and division two schools. So they do divide it. So the smaller schools in 4A are playing when you get to the playoffs and the bigger schools play each other. So you're not necessarily having a a school with 1100 kids playing a school with 600 kids. They, they they work that out. We have 3A, which is from 250 to 540. And then 2A, which is 105 to 250. And then 1A, bless the 1As. They are 104.9. I don't know how you determine if you have a 0.9 in your school, but 104.9 and down. And when I first talked to you about how small do you think the smallest high school is? What was your guess? Do you remember? I'm trying to remember what you said.
0: I, I think it was still really high, like a like five hundred or something. Yeah,
1: I, I, think, I think you're right. Yeah, I
0: was still really naive.
1: <laughs> so I answers. looked it up on UIO because I was curious. And the smallest high school in the state of Texas—that means all of the students in this high school, there are nine in all four grades. There are nine, and that is in Valentine, Texas. <laughs> nine students. I actually got on their website and I looked and. um they have a picture of all of the students in that entire school on their front page from kindergarten to 12th grade and they maybe 25 30 total yeah so, i just don't know if i would enjoy
0: joy ha- only having 25 people in the whole
1: school like from kindergarten to 12th grade yeah small community for sure. Um, there's two other schools that are very close. Dell city has 14 total in high school and marathon has 15 total out of those three Dell is The only one that has a football team. So, um, and then anyone that's in one A, they play six man football. So instead of playing regular 11 man football, they only have six on each side of the ball. And, um, Smaller field. It's not the full 100, I believe. Now, don't quote me. I could be wrong. But we would love to hear from any coaches' wives that um, are at a six man school. I have never been to a six man football game.
0: I've seen highlights. I've
1: never really watched a whole game. So I would love to, we would love to hear your thoughts and experiences with that because that is completely out of my realm of knowledge for sure. I think. Whenever you told me about the
0: sixth man, um, it was my first time ever hearing that. I didn't even know that existed. So. Oh, so Georgia doesn't have that then? I mean, we probably do, but I have no clue. Uh- <laughs> like the you telling me was the very first time that I've heard of it. So if we do have it, I definitely didn't
1: know about it. I'm gonna have to start. Ju- doing some research because I'm curious now about that, you know, about other states, what are the smallest schools in other states and all that stuff. All these three schools, the small ones, they are in the West Texas area, closer headed towards like El Paso, New Mexico. Some of them are closer to New Mexico than they are to major cities in Texas. Mm So, yeah. But because of our realignment and the way that schools are redistricted, sometimes um, the travel is insane just to get from your opponent wherever you are in that district. For example, I might be a 2A school. Well, there's a school in the next town over 20 miles away, but it might be a 4A school. So we're not going to be in the same district. Mm-hmm. The next 2A school, is two hours away. And so we know that there are some crazy, especially Texas, because everything's bigger. Travel <laughs> is bigger. You don't say how far away is something. Like in miles, you you say it in hours. Oh, how far away is Austin? Two hours. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no clue how many miles it is. I know how many hours it is. And that's how we travel in Texas. So we also asked some coaches' wives, what's the longest travel for a pre-district game, regular season, not even you haven't even started a district yet. So one person said two hours, okay. One person said two and a half, and another said three and a half. Man, you'd have to get off hour. work early for that. If you get off at five to make it for to sure. a seven thirty game,
0: you have to get off early. You have to have snacks. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) you have to have good company, pack the car Um, the night before. Yes. Like you have to stop at Bucky's before it's just, yeah, you definitely have to plan that trip.
1: Yeah. We're go ahead. Well, so district play for some people is worse than regular season play and the longest someone now, I know there's probably more that's worse than this, but, um, A coach's wife said that she has traveled four and a half hours Mm. for a district game. And that was from the panhandle of Texas all the way to St. Angelo. And if you guys are familiar with Texas, you know where that is. Four and a half hours just for that game. That's not a playoff game, that's a regular district game. (sighs) Bless it. I just, I feel for people that have to do massive traveling like that, especially this year with gas prices the way they are. That may, hamper the way some people travel, you know, possibly. Yeah, that
0: is another thing that, you know, it's hard to wrap your head around. And then going there, I mean, I'm sure that most people are excited and ready to get there and are ready to cheer on their team. But just think how difficult it may be for those people that have, you know, drove all that way to the stadium and then just say they lost or something That's a long way home.
1: Yeah. Um, And the games aren't getting done till like 10 or 10 30. So then you're driving another four and a half hours back getting, if you decide not to stay somewhere, you know, you might be getting home at two or three in the morning or later. (laughs) And, And you have to think about the coaches too, because coaches typically always work on Saturday And most of the time they go in early in the morning, the kids come in, all that. So imagine getting in at three o'clock in the morning, turning around, getting up for whatever, seven o'clock, say, and doing your thing. Yeah, I just, I feel like at that point, they should just have little pull
0: out couches or a futon or something, sleep at the school and then just wake up. That's probably a good idea. You know, just start your work day. Don't even, you know, go home because you, truly, you're just taking a really long nap at that point. True. You're not even, you know, getting great
1: sleep. And some coaches and players too can sleep on the bus on the way home, but somebody has to drive and <laughs> a lot of coaches have their CDL. So can you imagine if everyone's on that bus asleep and you're the one driving and trying to stay awake? Man.
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, there are some bigger schools that maybe have their own kind of like charter bus, and they have like a driver. And so those drivers rest up knowing that their only job is to drive. but not everybody has that luxury. So I do know that a lot is put on coaches with driving and travel and then feeding people, making sure they're, you know, not starving after a game. And there's a lot that goes into travel for sure, um with and then what just popped babes. up in my head,
0: too, is, You know, if they are traveling that day for four and a half hours that morning, you know, they're already waking up at six o'clock or being at the school at six and then getting and they taught all day. (laughs) Yes. And then having to travel those four and a half hours or even if it's two and a half, you know, and then playing, having to drive back.
1: That's a long day. yeah, like a 20 hour day. Yeah. So I know I've heard of people that got into nightmarish districts just because the travel was ridiculous and long and hard. Um, We also know how hard travel can be if you're one of those coaches' wives that you go to everything. And there's many of us that do. You go to all the games no matter what. You go to the scrimmages. You go to the games. Away, home, whatever. So with that being said, we want to talk about what you pack when you do travel. And are there things that you pack that to make things easier for you? And what might be easier for you is going to be different for me. But definitely Mm -hmm. packing for that travel. Yeah.
0: So I would say I love this topic just because it's just fun to see like what people have in their bags, you know. Because I have a small, clear fanny pack. And at our stadiums, ours is a clear bag um, required. You can't bring anything else in. So I did a list of like my top things that I have in my fanny pack. Um, I have hand sanitizer, always. I have a fan because you know how hot it is in Texas. I have my chopstick, cash, or card headphones. If Noah is with me, if he is, you know, sometimes he gets tired of playing and just wants to chill. I'll have some, um, headphones for him, of course, sunglasses and in the fall winter time, I get cold, cold very easily. So I usually have a jacket, a blanket or both. Usually if it's cold, I will definitely have both. And I, I, will already have like a sweatshirt on. So I have a sweatshirt on a jacket and a blanket just in case. Um, now for that's for the varsity games. And those are like my top things that I bring for JV it's a little more relaxed just because we are usually playing, you know, at the school and not at the big uh, stadiums. So I'm able to sneak in a couple of, you know, good things. I can, um, So I bring all the other things that I told you earlier um, in my clear bag. Plus, I bring an umbrella because how the sun sets at the stadium, it's right in your face the whole time. You don't get any kind of break unless it's cloudy. So if it's not cloudy, the sun is beaming in your face. So I have an umbrella. Um, I get to bring snacks. And, of course, I get to bring my... um, my stadium chair, but chair backs or whatever they're called. So that's my list. And of course, whenever I have Noah with me, um, for these games, you know, I have to bring all the Spider-Man toys. Usually I have to narrow it down to, you know, maybe five toys because usually only three come back home with us. Really? (laughs) Oh yeah. Because either he has lost it. Um, this has happened to me before that the Spider-Man Lego has fallen underneath the bleachers. So Noah has twice now had to crawl underneath the bleachers to get the Spider-Man. Thank God he is skinny and long. So he's able to like get these toys. But yeah, usually I have to narrow it down to five toys, or he would want to bring 10. And then who knows how many we would actually come home with. Yeah. But I like what those- about
1: I like those concrete bleachers where like -hmm. there's no openings that way, like they can kind of lay everything out and then you don't have to worry about losing anything. But yeah, the open bleachers with the stuff can fall out. That is, that can be a nightmare. I'm sure many coaches, wives and their kids have lost many an item to open bleachers for sure. Well, things that first of all, See, I I don't remember seeing this fanny pack last year, but it must be big because you put a lot of stuff in there. It really isn't that big. Like, I it's small stuff, but it's still a lot of stuff. And two, I put things in my back pocket too. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) Okay, we use every possible holding container we have on our body. Okay, yes, so. I, you know, keep it simple with. I always like some type of chapstick or lip gloss because I just like to have that money or my card or both. If I get something from the concession stand, my ticket or pass to get in the game, my phone, and sometimes I throw a snack in there because concession stand food isn't always the healthiest, or maybe they charge just way more. Too much and more than I want to spend on a little bag of M Ms or something. I remember one year, I can't remember which stadium it was, but I had never been to that stadium before, and I took my purse and everything. They're like, "Sorry, you can't have it." So I go all the way back, and I didn't know about a clear bag or bag size. So I go all the way back to my car, and I had one of those like those snack size of peanut M Ms. Right, mm-hmm. simple, easy. Well, I'm like, I'm taking this in. You know, I think they had a no food or drink, no outside food or drink sign. So I stuck it in the waistband of my pants because I knew that, and just pulled my shirt down and make sure they're not gonna see it. And, you know, maybe not one of my proudest moments, but I'm like, I brought those M's to eat and I'm gonna eat them. So I I wonder who else has done those kind of things, you know, try to sneak something in that you're not allowed to have because they some places get really persnickety about that stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Or just hearing you saying how you walked to the front with a purse and it wasn't clear and you didn't know at the time. I wonder, I always feel kind of awkward whenever I see people walking to the stadium and they have these huge purses, even now, you know, like in, or last season, I'm sorry, like in 2021, when I mean, I feel like the clear bag thing has been around for a while. Yeah. And you see these moms or, you know, wives coming to the game and they have these huge purses. And I'm just like, should I tell them? Should I not tell them? Sometimes I do tell them. Sometimes, you know, I'm just like, they'll just find out at the front. <laughs> Like, yeah. what do
1: you think? Do you usually tell people? people tell me before, before I get there. <laughs> so I'm not having to walk all the way to the front and come all the way back. I think for the most part, um, the bigger stadiums, they, you can get on their website nowadays. You can get on school district's website and it'll have stadium info and tell you what you're allowed or not allowed. So I know that that is, and I've seen posts from other coaches' wives saying, can I bring this? Or what do they What kind of bag can I have? Typically, smaller schools don't have such strict um, requirements with bags, but, you know, with the way the world is, who knows, that could change too. So Mm -hmm. less is more, but it's hard, especially if you have a lot of little ones. Um, If you are needing dinner, who knows? Who knows? You know? Oh, but I will reiterate what you said about the stadium chair. A must if you sit on regular bleachers because those things are not your friend after three and a half hours. It's hard to sit in just on that metal bleacher without having some support and stuff. So if you haven't invested in one, go get one because they're a lifesaver
0: for sure. And they have all different types of stadium chairs. You can get, you know, ones that will work for the three hours, or you can get the mac daddy ones (laughs) like you know the really (laughs) really nice ones um but they come you can get them too. amazon dicks
1: anywhere now yeah yeah. Yeah.
0: but they definitely are life changers so if you don't have one like jen said definitely invest in one
1: well and finding a clear bag too because clear bags aren't always like super fashionable you know and finding a clear bag is can always be a challenge. But that is something we have for this episode is we have a clear bag giveaway. Yes. So
0: to win this clear bag, um, you would just need to go on our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or you can email us at endzonewives at gmail.com and you just have to answer one or both of these questions the first one is what's the most items you have taken to a game or the second question is have you ever gotten caught taking something into the game that you know maybe you weren't supposed to um so if you want to answer one or both of these questions we would love to hear your stories um, like i said just post on our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or you can email us at endzonewives at gmail.com.
1: Yes. And we will post a picture of the clear bag so you can see what it looks like on all of those platforms. And so you, you can see the actual clear bag and it's basically just a free, uh, chance to get a clear bag and we will send it to you.
0: Yes. is our gift to you for the new season. We would love for you guys to have it. So please um, go on and answer our questions. And then too, if you have any topics that you want us to talk about um, this season, any funny stories, non-funny stories, we would love to hear from you guys. Um, Yeah. And like I said, just go on our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and you can just write us on there or email us. And we would love to hear your stories.
1: And if you are a wife of a six-man football coach slash team, please contact us. We would love to talk to you. Um, We would love to get your insight on how that works and how it's different, especially if you've been, if you've been both 11-man and six-man and you've and you've had the experience of both. But with that being said, next the next episode is exciting because we have an interview with a couple coaches' wives um that just that particular interview was fantastic. and I really. Yes. Can't wait for you guys to hear that one and that episode. And we want to talk to all of you and more of you. So if any of you have a topic or something that you would like to talk about, reach out to us and we'll see what we can do and set up a time to visit and put you on the podcast. Yes,
0: we would love that, guys. Um, but thank you so much for listening to another amazing episode with us. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Endzone Wives podcast. If you're enjoying our content, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Endzone Wives.